0: I offer free samples to look cool on the outside, but here on the inside, I'm stressing over payroll for my new kombucha brewery. hey your voice of reason popping in to say that with QuickBooks, you can run payroll in as little as five minutes. Did you say five minutes? Sure did. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a train of thought to catch. Wait, 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 before you go. Yes? Tips on getting paid? Hmm. With QuickBooks, you can send your first invoice in three easy steps. Now that's peace of mind. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Five minute time period based on medium time spent by payroll users. Profile must be set up prior to sending an invoice. Alright, uh we are doing a take-home edition. And uh it is what's today, Wednesday, July 15th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. We're headed home uh, from a, uh, a day of work. I am thankful, grateful that uh, I've been able to, to work. I teach. Saxophone, flute, and clarinet for a living, and I have been able to do that throughout this pandemic. I have not missed any checks from there, so I am, I am, I am internally grateful. Uh, it's all knowing who, who you're, you so know, where you get your supply from, who is your supplier? Um, the supplier is not the government. Um, the supplier is, is is my Lord and Savior. So he said that he would provide, and he has provided uh, mightily these times I'm not bragging but I am um, I am at the point where I know I need to tell people just that welcome to fight back 2020 you know it's funny the more conversations I have with people I either get encouraged or angered I am finding and I was talking to my wife about this this morning, before I left for work, uh, that I'm finding more and more young people. I mean, people who are from 19 to 20 something, who are not buying the line that mainstream media is selling. They're just not buying it. And if there is a good, and if there is a good thing about. Uh, Covid nineteen coronavirus, pandemic, Chinese flu, uh, Hong Kong flu. If there's a good thing about it, it's sort of putting a spotlight on who and what people are, what they are, who they believe, what they believe, what they're what they're spouting. It, it sort of puts a spotlight on it. It becomes really easy to tell what side of the aisle not just politically but socially spiritually on and on people are and you know what in the faith community it's been really easy to to find the people who have faith who believe what the word says and the people who don't the people that, who, who play church you know and the people who live the word it's really It's been super easy. And it doesn't matter if they're in a church of 18,000, 25,000, 50,000, or 25. It doesn't matter. We've been able to see through a little bit of persecution, through a little bit of tribulation, through a little bit of pressure, what side people fall on. And it's the same thing politically. We found out very easily what side um, people fall on. Do they side, do, do, do they side with uh, with with liberty? Do they do, do they side with freedom, or do they side with fear? And do they side do, do, do they side with governmental control? Where are they in all of this? It's super easy to find out because with a little bit of pressure. We're finding out. We just are. The wheat from the chaff. We're finding out. And that's a blessing, really. As we move forward, you want to know who's in the foxhole next to you. Because under these conditions, you'll know what they'll do when the pressure's on. You know, one of the phrases that I hate most, there's a whole bunch of phrases that have come out here in the last last six months, seven months, We're we're in the seventh month of the year. And one of them is, we're in this together. Remember that? We're in this together. We're all in this together. Well, except now when basically mayors of cities are offering bounties For people in in communities to snitch on each other. I hate using that word. But to tell on each other if indeed they are doing some transgression against whatever edict, whatever illegal edict against freedom and liberty somebody may have to do. And it may be something as innocuous as I saw them in the neighborhood and they were taking a walk and they weren't wearing masks. They weren't wearing face coverings. Mayors of cities, city councils, county commissions are offering cash rewards for turning in your neighbors. And I thought, wait, stop! I thought we were all in this together. Except we're not. And I said that. I said that previously. I said that before. No, we're not. There are those of us on the side of, of, of liberty and, those of, and there are those of us, those of you, who are on the side of somebody needs to tell me what to do. And you're wondering, well, how can you tell the difference? Well, it's really easy. If somebody is saying, we need a leader. We've not had good leadership. We need a leader. My first question is, what about you? Why do you need a leader? First of all, as a Christian, I've already got Christ. You know what I'm saying? As a Christian, I've already got Christ. Christ has assigned me to a pastor to help me with this walk. So, thus, do I need another leader to lead me in everything else I do? no, if I've got Christ and he's assigned me a pastor, I'm good and for everything else, because of the teaching and the directing, I can can quote, and I put this in big air quotes lead myself down this path using using Christ his word and my pastor as my compass but if you find people who say, I need a leader we need a leader, Trump's not a leader What they're they're saying is If you listen to them They're saying I'm afraid And I don't know what to do I have no compass And we've been talking about for years On every social media platform That I've been on Is that America has lost Their moral compass Everything's okay Every road leads north when obviously it does not so if you've lost your moral compass then yes you feel that you must have a leader because without that you don't know what to do these people are looking for for, for, for people to say wear a mask, don't wear a mask wear a mask on Tuesday, but not on Thursday wear a mask on Friday and Saturday uh, don't, don't go to church don't go to the park don't go go in your yard because we're all in this together and if you catch somebody else doing you catch somebody doing that then turn them in because we're all in this together huh? what? that's where we are so my point to you this evening my friends is that all of this a lot of it's tough I I ain't going to lie to you. A lot of it's tough. We're starting to figure some things out. And if you're like me, you're paying attention and starting to figure some things out. Now, as you do that, there will be people who call you a conspiratorialist. Right? They'll say that you need to wear... that you're wearing a tinfoil hat. They will... Dump all sorts of pejoratives on you, when the fact of the matter is that you're just paying attention. Let me give you an example. When when people are talking about coronavirus and how dangerous it is, and how we should and, and how we shouldn't open up, open up the economy, and how we shouldn't send kids to school, and how we shouldn't do this, and we shouldn't do this, and, and don't do this, and and they're all breathless about it. My only. Retort to any of these people is this: Where I live, where I live, the fatality rate in the state I live in, the fatality rate of COVID nineteen, by their numbers that are that are suspect as hell to start with, is one51 1. percent. of the people that they say are diagnosed with COVID-19 are miraculously, mysteriously, somehow still alive. Still alive. In the county I live, we do not have over 20,000 cases of COVID-19 according to their numbers. If I just go with their numbers... We have a death rate of less than 1%, 1.95, I think, today, and it's been ticking down. I've been actually writing down the stats every day for the past 17 days since the spike. I've been writing down the numbers, and every day there is a da- there is a downtick of the death rate. Now every day there is an uptick of the percentage of people who are in my county that have been diagnosed. Except now we're finding out this. I'm so thankful that the truth is is seeping out of the muck and the mire, of the fear porn and the lies. How, ca- how cases, and, and you might want to investigate this where you are, how cases are being counted. One of the things is this. Of course, we know about the, the insanity of probable cases. Um, we and, and now what we know is that if I get tested for COVID and i have a positive result and if i get tested again and have a positive result again i'm i'm another case so if you've been a, so if you're in a situation where you've tested two times or three times for covid and you test positive even if that second or third testing was just to assure that the first testing was correct, you get counted as another case. Even with that weirdness, awfulness, manipulation, by their own numbers, the death rate in my county is 0.95%. 99% of the people, 99.5%, 99.9% of the people who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 in my county are somehow I don't know still alive now something else you want to investigate something else you want to ask questions of of your local authorities is this how many people who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 have recovered that's a number that you just can't find How many people who have been diagnosed have recovered? Now, you can start that process by taking the people who have been um, diagnosed and subtracting the people who have died, and the rest of them are alive, but you can't make the assumption that they've all recovered. Some, quite frankly, may be on their way to dying. They might be. They might be. Others that have been diagnosed with COVID went home, stayed home for 14 days, and have and have and and months ago have had no sign of COVID-19 since. Some people never got diagnosed because they never got tested. Who knows? So it's real so that so so the recovered number, which which is extremely important, which I think is the second most important number other than the death rate, you can't find out. Now, at the same time, here's another thing you can't find out, and that you need to ask health officials and political officials where you live, is this, what are the fatality rates and the infection rates this year of the flu? Now we're out of flu season. Obviously, we are well out of out of we're well out of flu season. Well out of flu season, right? You know, when you've got temperatures in the nineties every day here in Florida, yeah, we're well out of flu season. Well out. So, what was the damage of of regular influenza this this flu season? What was it? What are those numbers? Did you stop watching those numbers? Did you stop writing them down? Did you stop paying attention to them? Because I'll tell you what, what we know about influenza, our, our yearly influenza, is that the same groups of people, minus children, who are susceptible to bad things with the flu, are the same group of people that are susceptible to bad things, and bad outcomes with influenza, correct? Yes, and again, I say this all the time, I'm only an epidemiologist, Facebook certified, so... <laughs> but what I am is I'm a, I'm a grown-up who's, who's of a certain age that's been paying attention to these kind of things for years, And you should ask the questions. Now, if people were gonna say that just by you asking the questions that somehow you are this this mouth breathing breathing Trump supporter, conspiratorialist, you know, tinfoil hat wearing person, then what you what you know by that is that you struck a nerve. Keep digging. Keep digging. Because now you're answering questions that first, they don't want to answer. Second, they might not have the answers. And maybe they, they don't want to answer because they do have the answers. And and the answers will simply show that the reaction to COVID-19 are all, all, all overblown and unnecessary. But now these, these these municipalities, these mayors, city council, um, county commissioners, aldermen, whomever, have put forth these edicts that are incredibly unconstitutional, have destroyed lives and businesses, and what they don't want to do is be responsible for it. That's the last name one. They don't want to be responsible for it. So they're going to blow you off, like you're some sort of botheration to them. You're just one of those wild-eyed, mouth-breathing Trump supporters. When you just when you just want answers, according to, according to to John Hopkins University, we've had over four thousand deaths in the state of Florida due to COVID-19. There are 21 million people who live in the state of Florida. My guess, because I'm a grown-up, is that in this time period, between March 1st and July 15th, we always have 4,000 people die in the state. We always have this number of people die. This is this St. Petersburg is known as God's waiting room. So. Is that not get asking this number? Is that number if we add that are we at, if we add that to the the normal number of deaths, is it significant? Now before you throw your hands up and roll your eyes, I understand because again being a person of a certain age, I've had loss. I've had loss. My mother and my father are no longer alive. My mother-in-law my father-in-law are no longer alive. I've had loss. I know what that is. I know the pain of putting a loved one in the ground. Knowing that you will never see, that, that, that in this life you will never see or talk to them again. every single death is tragic. Every single one. So don't be virtual signaling to me that you're a doctor or or you're a health professional and and every single life is important. Well, hell yeah it is. Every single death is tragic. Every single aborted child is tragic. Gut-wrenchingly tragic. But with this, you're setting public policy, and you know what? As hard as it is, this is why the job is so hard to be a politician, to be uh, an elected official in these positions, is that you have got to ignore the emotion of it and go to the freedom and air on the side of freedom and liberty every single time. What happened to George? And I'll give you other, another example, so you understand where I'm going here. What happened to George Floyd is 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 just unconscionable. But nine black men die, unarmed black men died at the hands of police last year. Nine, nine, of the millions of interactions that black people have with police, black men have with police. Nine, everyone is terrible. Yana Taylor, oh, Brown Taylor, just a horrific situation. Nine is the re, what is the reaction to those nine? What you see now, is that reaction, is that? Does that make sense? That level of reaction of burning down cities, of Chaz, of Chop, of of, of the rioting and the looting. And the fires. Because frankly, that never happens. Hell, it only happened to white people 19 times. And everyone, horrible and tragic. Every single one, horrible and tragic. But as the reaction, does the reaction of that make sense? No, of course it doesn't make any sense. So in Florida we have a uh, forty-four uh, hundred deaths. Yes, everyone, gut wrenchingly tragic. But is but is a correct action shutting down the state, and shutting down people's labs? wearing masks forever? Forever? Of course it isn't. It's ridiculous. It's outrageously ridiculous. And it's ridiculous, and it's not ridiculous for me to say so, for me to make, for to have you make the case. And you can't make the case by saying well, if it saves one life, it's worth it. BS. Because we don't apply that standard to anything else. So you can't you can't come at me uh, uh, with you know with an argument justifying what we're doing with saying if it saves one life, that's BS. We don't operate on that standard. We never have. And you can't just pull out that standard when it it keeps you from actually having to make a salient argument. When it keeps you from actually actually having to defend the actions of local government. It doesn't work. That's some sophomoric, moronic, 12-year-old girl sort of argument. Well, if it saves one life, well, we wouldn't do a lot if we were interested in saving lives. So you gotta make a better point in that. It's not that these people who don't who who don't want to wear a mask everywhere they go, or face covering, or don't want to participate in the in the safety theater, it isn't like they're all mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging conservatives, because they're not. They're not all stupid. They just don't believe you. I just passed by a young man standing and trying to cross the street, this four lane street that is one of the streets on, on, on the way to my house. It is 10 minutes to 10. Cars are going by. There's not one person standing next to him within, oh, 100 feet. He's standing in the middle of the intersection in the rain in a mask. For what I want to stop the car and go do me a favor take that off yeah I'm a little irritated I'm a little jacked up which is good because I'm going to go home and I'm going to pre-record the morning report and uh, I want you to listen to that it's going to be um, pretty good I'm going to get some food I haven't eaten all day, I'm jacked up, fired up, I'm going to do the morning report for um, Thursday, July the 16th, and um, I'm going to call it a day, alright, so until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, take care of yourself, make sure you go to the website, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. We will see you when we see you.